Hello. Yes, it's it, it is me again. Uh, as as <laughs> promised, I just um, uh, I guess four four years, right? Oh, yeah, something like that. How? My goodness. I'm just um, so glad that you you know your email was the same, and uh, I looks like your phone number is the same. So it's like yeah, not that much time has passed. Um, <laughs> I, I guess we just didn't realize. I, I don't. I don't recall ever properly saying, "Hey, I'll talk to you again in four years." But I guess it just, it just happened that way. Yeah, I, I, I'm. It's it's nice to hear from you. It's it's nice to hear your voice. Yeah, you sound uh, sound the same as I remember. <laughs> um, oh, I, I feel. I don't know. I feel. I feel the same, but different. I, I don't. I don't know. Who knows? Life has been happening, and you know how. You know how that can be. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm in the same in the same time zone, but I'm now. Um, well, I'm in. I'm living in Florida now instead of. Um, Are you telling me that you you've become, um, uh, Florida man? Is that, is that- <laughs> right? Exactly, Florida. Yeah, that's pretty much the level at which I'm <laughs> operating. Um, but yeah, I because of what kind of how I got here it just it reminded me that like yeah I need to to get in touch with her again and and it's just I I want to tell her you know I want to tell her about um how far things went with the old um the old bookstore that she and I had talked about on a few calls because I think she might be interested in this and so you know I sent the email and um sorry it was so minimalistic but I was actually thinking ah she'll never even respond but here you are. <laughs> Glad you did. I, I'm, I'm fascinated. Did has something happened? Did you? Well, did um, you discover something? Or? Well, I don't know if you remember, but when the last time we talked, it was right after uh, I had a very fond of an uncle who passed away, and it, it went into a bit of a spiral after that. And I just felt it was time to um, you know, finally go into did some talk therapy, like. You know, everyone probably should. It's finally my turn to step into that arena, and I got to talking with this uh, therapist over several sessions, and and I I, I started telling her about um, about the the bookstore that I was trying to figure out why I was so hung up on it. You know, when you and I were talking about it, I was just really it really populated my thoughts to kind of a crazy degree, like four years ago when when you and I started digging into it and and just wouldn't stop and she um she's very very clever doctor i think because after um like a session and a half of me talking through it she kind of came to this conclusion she said well you know maybe this this bookstore the reason you're so hung up on it is because it's there's a little bit of a metaphor going on it, it had come out how i'd had such trouble in life all my life kind of fitting into the the system in the nine to five working world. I was just always unhappy with it. Always un- unhappy with the idea of having a career and a, like a permanent place to live. And she thought maybe the, you know, the very notion of a used bookstore, sort of a castaway place with castaway things made me feel good to be in those places because I, maybe I needed sort of, sort of like an outlier life, to match my outlier 
fantasies of, of, of such places. And she was right. She was really right. Um, in, in sort of using that word outlier, I think that is kind of why I, I, I did get so fascinated by the, by the used bookstore because it was like the ultimate outlier outside the system, outside of even human beings' attention. Like the rat race just completely forgot about it. And she sort of encouraged me uh, over the course of many sessions to get off my butt and actually try to live kind of a different life um, where I wasn't just bouncing from job to job and just relying on that paycheck after paycheck. So I took a little bit of money that my uncle left me and I got into my car and I just drove south. I thought I want to be warm to start off with. It was, <laughs> it was January. So the second, almost as soon as I got over the, the Florida border, I decided, well, I'm in Florida. Let's just stop here. I, I had known that St. Augustine, one of the oldest cities in the United States, I just love that name, St. Augustine. And I love the, love the idea of those fortresses up there on the hills. So I moved there. I, I, I for just out of absolutely, I don't know where I just, I just did it. And I said, no, I'm going to try to avoid this nine to five grind. And I, I, I got a little room in a, in a group house where I was by 20 years, the oldest person, which is an interesting <laughs> experience. And it turned out it was almost more of a, not a commune, but everyone there knew each other. And I was actually replacing someone who just left. And, and I really got into this vibe of, you know, I was working maybe 15 hours a week at a restaurant. But the rest of the time, I, I started growing my own garden and pitching in with theirs. And we uh, you know, got into the food co-op lifestyle. Uh, someone there showed me how I could sort of uh, make my own clothes or at least you know, mend them and never have to buy any more. And it was, it was really cool. Um, and I started to live the kind of life that I thought I should, like just outside the system. I didn't have a computer. All I just had was my books. I didn't even have a phone for a while. What was I felt free of just trying to do everything the way I was always taught it should be done. It was it was a good time. It was a really good time. And then about eight months in to the uh, to the experiment. I was someone there, you know, there were a bunch of kids really when they were 20, someone left a cigarette going in the house. They burned the house to the ground. <sighs> and um, I thought, okay, okay. But that actually led to some, some legal troubles. We, we were all in a lot of trouble for this. Um, so the, the property damage just got out of hand. And it turns out that the, the you know, proper lease papers had never been filed. And, uh, I had to spend the little money I had left basically on some legal defense to make sure I stayed out of real genuine trouble. And then next thing I knew it was all gone and uh, that situation was gone. And I just, and I, I had some trouble after that getting back into a similar uh, situation where I could live and feel a little, a little bit free. It just didn't, quite happened and uh so job led to job and uh, i'm you know i'm now working um i'm kind of an ad machine inserter in the bowels of the 
the local newspaper here feeding feeding stacks of ad inserts into a into a machine um yeah four to midnight shift mostly and, and so it, it 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 kind of feels like i'm back to square one but i do think um i, I did take heart in knowing that in a way the, the bookstore that we talked about kind of led very in a very roundabout way to me making like a big change a big change in my life and i'm i'm grateful for it even though okay yes i'm i'm back to square one but i i do feel a little bit i don't know i felt fed by by the experience somehow even though it all turned turned sour uh yeah but <laughs> sorry i didn't are you are you still in um oh god where was it oh um Sil- silver city new mexico yeah okay yeah yeah silver city you still there um actually i'm i'm not i i'm i moved um uh, i'm in uh, santa fe now okay and you know <laughs> i don't know i guess that's uh you know uh, widely considered an upgrade um <laughs> but I've heard I, great things, yeah. I I um just you that story just I at all times I just think we're you know we're one small event away from you know even even with all the kind of um <laughs> knowledge and coping skills and you know years we have behind you you have behind you which are good things um it doesn't take much to for us to feel like we're just back uh, back at square one i actually uh had a book published i i had a, I, sold a, I sold a novel oh my god um, this fantastic yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean I, I mean it's it's of course it's it, it's of course you know i mean i've always been Jesus, mine i've worked hard at it for for a long time yeah you mentioned that. um and i you know i <laughs> um and um this is great i'm, I'm glad i told my, <laughs> my story first because you're it sounds like we're on a bit of an upswing here story-wise no i don't i don't know i i don't know about that i mean you know it's it's not quite the necessarily the the transformation that you that you, that you had dreamed about that comes comes through and kind of cleans everything else up in your life um but i i, I was happy about it i you know it, it it's uh it was published a couple of years ago and, um, you know, I, I did, um, you know, I got a, I guess not a lot of money, but for me, for me, it was, a, you know, a, a good amount of money, a, a little money I'll say. And, you know, I, I was able to go around and do some readings, you know, some signings. And I guess for this, for this time, it, it felt like I could maybe, uh, maybe it's not the craziest thing to think that I could make a, you know, make some sort of living at this or, or at least in, um, in this field. Um, you know, I, I moved, that's when I moved from, um, Silver City to Santa Fe and, you know, it's <laughs> thinking, oh, I can, you know, I can afford, again, nothing was huge, but it was like, oh, I can afford a little more now. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm more confident. I, I think I can, you know, maybe even, um, maybe I can even buy a place instead of rent a place. And, uh, but you know, it's, it's like after those 
those first few months um, when you're kind of fanning the flame and, you know, you're, <laughs> your publishers are like, they're kind of participating with you. Like it's kind of a thing where like, you, you know, you agree to go out and do these things to kind of pump up sales and they agree to do these other things. And, you know, it's, it's sort of a, you, you, it seems like there's some, there, you know, there's some, t- there's some mutually beneficial teamwork there for, for a short time. Mm-hmm. But, and then, um, but then it, it actually, it's a very, it's a very short time and um, it really did not sell well at, at all, uh, which isn't, I, you know, it wasn't, I don't know, wasn't that surprising to me? I mean, I'm not expecting the moon, but uh, it was also um, quite harshly um, criticized. It just was like, we all have learned to, you know, as, as writers are, are very, are very schooled in the, <laughs> in the, in the, in the ways of, of rejection. I mean, you get it all the time mm-hmm. and um, you know, you just have to plow forward with your own kind of conviction, but it was just such a, it was almost surreal because it was like, it seems to be the work that they're describing. I don't need, like, it's nothing like what I think the book is. <laughs> I mean, it is, I mean, it, it, you know, it was, it, it just went so far beyond, you know, different like tastes and opinion. it was like, what's, what is happening here? Like it was, it was quite, I tried not to um, feel too knocked down by it, but um, uh, it's, it's hard to, I was still proud of what it was. I, you know, I, I didn't imagine that it would be something that would be hugely popular, but I don't know. It was rough because I I was not only realizing that the the this, the people that I worked with on this book were not going to work with me for a for a for a follow up for a second book. Mm. Uh, so so that seemed fairly impossible because I, I talk about starting from scratch. I I really had to was going to have to do that, and also. Um, you know, I, some other things were come, you know, I had taken on like new expenses and I started to have some, just some issues with like health and um, pain, like, you know, all of my kind of jobs and my side jobs and everything I was doing, like was involved in like typing and, you know, I mean, maybe you get like the ergonomic keyboard or whatever, you know, I just, I, I just, I didn't take enough care for like years and years and years and years. And so I finally um, developed a pretty painful carpal tunnel. Oh, yeah. And it, it, it contributed to the very helpless feeling, the hopeless feeling I had that I, that wait, that was my shot? That was my, that was my one shot? Yeah, I've heard it can be kind of brutal for first timers if you don't sell well, that they really don't feel much of an obligation to... <laughs> Right, uh, and I, you know, he's starting talking about starting from square one. I guess, mm-hmm. I guess it's possible, right? Yeah, it, it just, um, you know, it was a, it was a kind of a dark period after that. You know, the paperback came out, and it was like, you know, the hardcovers went to wherever they go to various bargain bins, to, you know, to library uh, <laughs> stacks, to uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. It just, it just seemed to be kind of the 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 one thing that was actually sort of keeping me afloat and then as that was deflating it was a it was a it was a scary period it was a dark period i'm not sure that i've escaped it or anything but i but i did have i did have kind of a i don't know i i had kind of a realization i i i, I went into um a big bookstore 
to just kind of, I don't know, whatever, mope, browse, something in it. But of course, you know, I can't, I mean, since this came out, I mean, who, can you really resist going and like looking and, <laughs> you know, seeing, I mean, <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not too hard on myself about that, but of course, you know, I have to go over and look and see if my book's there. And it, it is there. There's one, uh, there's one paperback there. So, you know, we're not talking. Uh, there's one paperback there. And, you know, I just kind of looked at it nestled there and it, it just seemed, you know, even though, I mean, I, I don't know if you, Stu, you, you have very little say over your cover design, uh, color scheme, all of that. Um, if you're lucky, they'll give you some diff- a few different ones to choose between, but you really don't have much control over that. And so mine had this color that was like, it didn't stand out. It just blended in. <laughs> like It's just very undramatic. There's nothing about it that calls attention to it. There's nothing very interesting about its design visually. And so it was just sitting there on these like blonde wood shelves and just everything is just a little bit too straight and and I, I just had this feeling of like, I've got, oh, I've got to get you out of here. I've got to, <laughs> I've got to save you from this nightmare. I, I, I felt kind of like protective of it in that moment. And just like, it just needed to not be there. I, 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 I bought it and I took it out of there and I, I ended up going to, you know, there's this, there's a used bookstore uh, that is very strange. It's like in kind of a house and it, I've always kind of eyeballed it and I've never gone in and, you know, it, and the, the sign actually just says like, you know, it doesn't say like used books or like, I mean, even though that's obviously what it is, what it contains, it, it's like, it says paperbacks. It's advertised just as paperbacks, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and you're like, oh, I mean, as if that's some sort of marketing draw. That's, that's <laughs> that funny. could mean so, so much. You know, I mean, it's just you feel like it's like. I mean, are you are these like paperbacks like sleazy? Like is paperback? Like what? You know, like is this? Yeah, it does like, make it sound like it's 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 you know, depression <laughs> era. Yeah. Sort of uh, like low rent district, like come and but don't tell your parents you're here. For mm-hmm. some reason. Yeah. Exactly. Like like um like these are. Pa- they're not, yeah, yeah, paperbacks. You know what that means, right? I mean, they're, you know, these aren't, these aren't, these aren't published uh, for hardcover. These are paperbacks. Uh, we know what these are for. So yeah, there's just that kind of uh, vague, um, old timey sort of suggestion. So I went in there. There were, there was, there was, um, there's some good sections. You had to kind of like go up to this sort of half floor and go sort of to the back, which is funny, but. I made my way. I made my way over to just the the fiction, um, general fiction. And even though, you know, my books paperback was not a mass market, so it kind of like it looked awkward. It sort of st- <laughs> the sizing. It kind of stood above these other these other paperbacks. Um, I did. I, I I put it on the shelf there mm. uh, as kind of an offering. I left it. It felt like, you know, it belonged there where it didn't belong in the other store. It felt like I finally saw, like with my eyes, where I really wanted the book to be. I thought about our bookstore and it gave me a little closure. I just feel like 
its real home, you know, all along it was in it was in this this world surrounded by kind of these these misfits and these these outdated things, these kind of um, oh, I don't know these these outliers, these these uh, discards, you know. Um, <laughs> there, there's there are worse things to to realize about about oneself. Yeah, it's kind of sounds like our story. Our stories are a little bit a little bit similar somehow. But uh, hey, we're we're healthy, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, for, you know, for the most part, I, it's just uh, <laughs> yeah, keeping keeping a roof, keeping food. That's still just as much of a struggle as it ever was. Uh, you know, possibly more because I feel like I've tasted. I just had a brief. I had a tiny taste of the other side and uh <laughs> now yeah, so did i so did i i guess not yeah. financially or with acclaim or 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 any kind of renown but uh, it did feel like i i sort of tasted the other side there for just just a minute maybe this is actually where we belong after all And when they'd finally left the woods and stood safely on the other side of the wooden bridge, Peter said, this house is not as good as our old house. I want to go back. But no one heard except for Harold, who was only a dog and couldn't do much about it, even though he wanted to. Harold was a good dog. At night, Peter and Harold looked from the upstairs window, past the wooden bridge, out to the dark woods. Terrible things hid in the trees. Neither Peter nor Harold slept at all. From Lenny and Lucy by Philip C. Stead. Groundbird. They lived out in the hills. Well, not really in the hills, but in the flat part just before. Or after, depending on where you came from. Something about that place at that time was, it seemed that from wherever you came, from whatever direction or town, the hills rose up in front of you, in your far sight. And they looked very steep and grand, and you knew you'd reach them if you just kept going. Up ahead, always, big waves on the blueing plain. They had chickens and a rooster. A black and streaky thing. They'd heard that it would watch over the hens. But that year, that bursting year, a year of bank accounts and cans, it began doing something strange. It started to crow in the middle of the night, while it was dark, when it shouldn't be crowing at all, when it should make no noise. This happened once, a few times, His dreams got little rips, leaked out and burned. He started waking up, first in his mind, down the nerves running out through the ends of his limbs, and then he woke up for real, pulsing with shock. But he tried to stay still and he tried not to move. But as his faculties fumbled back, he knew. He knew that he knew it wasn't right. And as he waited for another sound, he thought... A rooster should announce the dawn. That is almostly. That is mostly all. But one will sometimes crow in the night. 
And if it does, if it does indeed curl in the night, it means that a threat has been detected. It means that danger is near. He also did know it can mean some other things. But what those things were, he didn't know. As with all signals, there is a risk of misinterpretation. You can tell the wrong tales. So let's get to the tale. The tale is... One night. One night out of character. One night out of blue. One night off book. The rooster crows when it shouldn't. The rooster crows too early, which is to say too late. It crows deep back under the nail of night. About three in the morning. The hour of the witch. You see, the neighbors, there way before them, dug in, strident on their family's plot, have chickens and also a rooster, which crows screeching at jagged day. Though they wouldn't have chosen such an agreement, such an awareness of the world, they have gotten used to it, and even sometimes are comforted by it. Not often, but sometimes, by the clock of its call. They stir together under a swirling cream of blankets, of night desert. It is jarring, the cries of the bird in the hour of the witch, but not worth troubling over, they think. After all, it is crowing as usual, just earlier. Maybe the wretched thing just got disoriented. Besides, it isn't all that much earlier, just a bit, just a couple of hours. But even still, it comes across like a screaming baby, in that way that a big cat or a low-killed thing comes forth, and their own animals are afoot. Every night now they bring the dogs in, then worry after the cats. The neighbors don't say anything, and he supposes he doesn't expect them to. It rolls by this stretch, and they forget about it. But it happens again. So, of course, he has to deal with it. Before rising, he looks over at the shape in the bed. Before the breath and ribs shift and push down the sheets. Before the corn and silk hair. There is nothing else, howls the rooster. You'll have to take it from here. There is nothing else I can do for you. One more time, and because it's out there, out there and getting closer, because it's out there and we likely will not have another chance, let's start once more at the front end. Let's start from the top. The rooster crowed in the deep of night, in the crook, in the hour of the witch. The wide strands of moonlight coming in the window the bedroom window and the round hall window and the ridged plastic prism of the bathroom plank glowed, pulsed like wires, in their blueness, in their ice, in their strong arm down from space. He strained to hear it, to dissect the music. He hadn't done that before. He strained for hitches, for clues. The house was a soft thing. He realized this for perhaps the first time. Common, 
indiscreet, overconfident. Something was out there, combing closer through the field, and the thought that it could be prevented from reaching their home and entering was pure hubris, human brass. How sure was it? How bent the gate? The rooster had a jagged comb ripping up nerves. It split its little candy beak, snipping on the sky. Oh, dear God, he thought. Oh, my Lord. But he had no Lord, and it was cheap in these moments to pretend that he did. It was a problem. It was a paper fan. They could smell its teeth, the shining gums with spit and push, its gum with pink, its bladder membrane over bone. The kitchen popped. The pantry heaved silent with sugar and herring and pearly mayonnaise. The duck pond slid toward the sea. He was so caught up he didn't hear her stir. She sat straight, facing away from him, feet already swung down, shoulder blades like wings pushed in the mold of her back. She twisted economically all the way around to face him. So, she said, what's the plan? We dealing with this one together? Or her eyes were tired, steely, going uphill. Are you going it alone? She waited. He felt both blinding bright and ripped away. She pulled a picked-up sweater down. What have you done this time? She said. Or is the question, what haven't you done? <laughs>